And welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. Mine is Sean, again. <laughs> Shout out to Sean. He's actually living his life in uh, Las Vegas today, so uh, kudos to him. But we actually forgot a new thing where we're going to be able to pipe them in. Yes, so we had him send his hot takes. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about what's eating Sasha Banks, <laughs> hence the musical tribute. Shout out to e- EPMD. Please don't sue us like you did Common Sense, who's now Common, but we'll talk about that. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. But uh, yeah, they're making the rounds this whole weekend and earlier this week. Sasha Banks pissed off again at WWE about everything. Wrestling, they allegedly did a tantrum where they laid down in the middle of the locker room, which was probably fabricated it's all clickbait <laughs> WWE's finally figured out clickbait yeah yeah. so a lot of these rumors and stories are just for you know just to draw the attention to them but mm-hmm. uh, we had them uh, Bailey uh, going ahead they were just protesting in the hotels just losing their damn minds after holding the title for one pay-per-view <laughs> well we what we're, what we're looking at here is a long history of Backstage issues that Sasha Banks has had with the company. Absolutely. It pretty much dates back all the way to when she made her jump to the main roster. Yeah. I don't for believe sure. she had any real issues before then besides like the Alexa Bliss stuff. No, she's, and, she, and for her, to her credit, she hasn't. Um, I know that I, we were working on a storyline today as far as like a, um, a timeline of all the times that she's voiced her frustration with. WWE and I mean this goes back to all the way of April 2016 which would be another Wrestlemania <laughs> yeah she was on an ep- well this was crazy because she I mean it's not just limited to just wrestling right. I mean this is the outside enterprises like the reality shows everything that <laughs> Sasha's got with that she was on Busted Open back in April 2016 saying you know she would never appear on an episode of Total Divas never Never. Then the next year, September 17, she's on Sam Roberts, who I can't stand, but that's another question, another side conversation. Mm-hmm. Talking about how she's frustrated. She's a three-time women's champion or four-time women's champion, three times in the same year. Right, because they were doing the thing where she would win it off of Charlotte on an uh, episode of Monday Night Raw, and Charlotte would win it back in the next straight review. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was frustrating for us to watch. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying so. I can only imagine, you know, so how she must have felt. And I don't think it was about, you know, the title staying with her or anything like that. I think it was just she doesn't want to be a part of bad storytelling. No, and she said she'll be honest about something. And this is a quote from Sasha Banks: "I'm a three-time Raw Women's Champion, right? Which is awesome. Within a whole year, I'm a three-time Women's Champion, which to me is a lot. I'm a three-time two-week holder of a championship." So that took away my confidence so much. I mean, mm-hmm. when there's no clear storyline, as we've always complained about. And that's the other thing that's always crazy to me, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? When we talk about, like, Ric Flair 16 times. Like, we're talking about Charlotte Flair. She's not an eight-time champion. Or she was an eight-time women's champion. But doesn't that mean that you lost it eight times? Like, Yeah, I, I, that's what I said. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's I mean, the Hardy Boys just celebrating their eighth title. I'm like... Yeah, but you've lost it eight times over, like, you know, 50 years that they've been wrestling. I mean, to me, like, you know, CM Punk's, like, long reign with the championship or, you know, let's, let's, let's use a name that people are more comfortable with. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, definitely not Brock Lesnar. Um, but um, Pete Dunne, who just lost yeah. after, you know, 600 and some odd days, 
I mean, I, to me, that means a lot more when you can hold on to a title. And I believe, like, Bailey used that in a, uh, in a promo one time. Her program with Sasha Banks was like, yeah, but can you hold on to one for more than a, a couple weeks? And that's, you know, we all know that they throw little shots in there. And creative is not as, you know, they've never been shy to throw a shot at themselves with Mc, the McMahons coming in at the beginning of the year saying things are going to change and stuff mm-hmm. like that because, you know, everything sucks. But We're the authority. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we authorize those lights to be shining people's faces at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, we totally did that one. I mean, she's always said that NXT was home for her, that she would always feel, you know, that's where she was and where she made a name for herself. Uh, and she's just gone back and forth. I mean, she does. She yeah, hasn't had. I remember, ha- I remember the tweets where she, there was several times she tweeted like, "Oh, I want to go back to NXT." Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. And then she said it. Uh, the closest one was uh, June 18. Uh, in this corner of podcast, she said that she was underutilized. She goes out there every single week, and as every, as everybody says that, when they feel like they're underutilized, they give a hundred and ten percent. That seems more like a cliche than anything else. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you give a hundred ten percent, especially when it's mostly it's wrestling, but it's also theater. We all know that, and anybody can know when it's bad, like the eight o'clock hour of Raw. <laughs> so just to just to recap for for pretty much the entirety of twenty eighteen. Sasha and I want to say Bailey were pretty much missing, and when they decided to do something with them, they they went ahead and go. They just went ahead and with the opportunity to do another, you know, saying Sasha versus Bailey match in New York, in New York, you know, said after having probably one of the best, you know, said matches in Takeover history. Um, and they, they, they 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 didn't want to go back to the well. They teased them, kind of having a feud. And then they sent them to therapy and they went to that Which was the worst. And again, it happened during the 8 o'clock hour. Yeah. But it was just mind-boggling. You, see, you got you got a pretty good rivalry. I mean, you would go ahead and start this. Hey, yeah. we've seen... What was what was Aleister Black's first match when he came on to uh, SmackDown? Against Cien Alma, Andrade Cien Almas. Mm-hmm. And that was a big rivalry back in NXT. You couldn't do the same thing with two one of your most iconic stars from NXT? Exactly. Especially with the female division? Stop Mind it. you, meanwhile, while all this is happening, Alexa Bliss is the Warwoman's champion. <laughs> all until she, she drops it out to, to Ronda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, and we all know that she does not like working with uh, Alexa Bliss as of <laughs> August 2018. She was on a, well, it's currently dormant, open late podcast, mm-hmm. where she addressed that she had legitimate heat with Alexa Bliss. And when they asked her if she had any desire to work with her in the future, she goes, not really. No. Which is, that's cool. Now, that's the one thing that probably, like, predates the main roster back from, like, NXT days. Mm-hmm. I believe it's just because we all know what, what Alexa Bliss represents. I mean, she's improved and she's good. But she's she does, not. But we know what she represents to that company, what they like. and Excellent with the mic. Yeah, she's excellent with the mic. I don't think she really has to, like, the love or the passion of, like, pro wrestling before she showed up in the WWE and I think that was like the biggest issue with um with her and Sasha Banks back in NXT so it feels like a storyline that we saw hmm fighting with my family <laughs> <laughs> seems like every wrestling story is like well they didn't like it so now we have a legitimate beef right uh, but we saw them uh, back in 19 or earlier in January when we were talking about the revival and how they were getting jobbed left and right and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, who's got the more legitimate beef right now? I mean, granted, I'm not, we're not making this a double standard or anything like that, but if you're Sasha and Bailey and you lose to the Iconics, which we all thought at some point the Iconics were going to be set up for a tag team opportunity right. if they brought that 
amongst it because we knew they weren't going to do anything singles competition. They're they're a duo, or the revival who just broke Kurt Hawkins' two billion <laughs> losing streak. It's like this is coming from the WWE who just I mean he just punched sucker punched the shit out of the guy who attacked Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame exactly, and then he loses the, they lose the title. Are you paying for loyalty? <laughs> Uh, Loyalty is rarely rewarded in the WWE unless you're of Samoan blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's crazy. And then, now, of course, we have your favorite, the AEW effect. Sasha Banks, as of April 12th. Shout out to my mom. It's her birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of April 12th, she's no longer following anything associated with WWE. But she's following Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks. Because the grass always looks green <laughs> on the other side. Hey, if you can get them to sit there, we've seen we've seen it though. We've seen it, but we said it the same thing about the revival. They were teasing that the AEW will wrestle the Young Bucks, and mm-hmm. they promised it would be a great match. And then here we are. Sasha Banks is doing the exact same thing. What? So they're going to give her another push? I don't think is WWE going to react to every superstar when they're not being utilized properly are they going to start reacting where they start airing out their grievances on social media so WWE feels compelled because now there is a competitor out there for now because right now they're at a stalemate they're just promoting future shows they haven't put on anything Mm -hmm. yet but is there there going to be their knee jerk reaction to go ahead and put them on a little title run just to appease them for a few minutes and then then they lose it in the next week. Is that what Sasha Banks is really looking for? That's what she's got to ask herself. I mean, you look at you know, so her character. I believe like they enjoy the fact that there's a quote unquote women's revolution happening right now, and that they can kind of ride that wave. But you can't really say that they've ever had an actual real plan for these women. No. At all. Ever. Since they come up to the main, to the main roster. Look at look at Lacey. Seven weeks of walking a catwalk, and then right. she finally gets into it, which I knew was going to happen when it came to Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. They're going to put them together. We'll see. It's going to be a long match because Ronda's out with a hand injury. Right. Uh, Uncle Dave reported that, and sure enough, she's having surgery on Tuesday right. for that hand. And but it's like Nia Jax, two ACL injuries. She's going to be out for a for minute. The year. Yeah, At she's least. done. You won't see her for the rest of the year. Uh, you won't see it to me either. Yeah, to me, unless unless they put Tamina and Beth Phoenix in a in a little throwback match. Oh, Beth's which, going home. She's got babies. She did what she needed to do. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. Baby. I mean, we, you never know. They'll, they'll probably ask her. They'll probably ask her to do maybe a pay-per-view or something like that. It's I don't think they're going to ask her to wrestle every single week, but she proved... I thought she proved at WrestleMania she could still she could still do some yeah, moves. Yeah, she could still go, and she's she's probably deserving of some of like the Brock Lesnar treatment if that's going to be the case. Yeah, she should like an actual contract. She should be able to pick whatever she wants yeah. to do. But I don't know. We'll go to we'll go to Sean on this. Sean uh, recorded this for us on his vacation, so you know his dedication is absolutely to this podcast. So we'll go ahead and uh, let you hear what he has. Don't mind the uh, tropical background. He's actually in Vegas, so you know there's like 17 different settings that he just walked through on the strip. Exactly. Well, we're here in Chicago <laughs> with this one setting, the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit. But I tell you one thing. Talk about the snow. I know tomorrow... Chicago is going to try to pass some stupid fucking law where they're going to extend that snow route ban where you can't park on the main streets because it's right now April 1st to uh, October 1st or something right. like that. 
but that shit's gonna change. Yeah. They're gonna right. put April fifteenth because they're gonna <laughs> say, oh hell no, we're gonna hold out on some more money. Some people owe us tickets or something. So, mm-hmm. uh, and now we'll go to Sean. You guys asked, what's eating Sasha Banks? What's eating Sasha Banks is about four to five years of absolute disrespect. Sasha Banks has been disrespected since NXT. Now, if we go back to NXT, Sasha Banks has been a part of just about every major women's moment in the WWE and or NXT. There are some exceptions and outliers here and there, and that's fine. But first Iron Man's women match, Sasha Banks. First four-way, Sasha Banks. Um, first NXT women's main event, Sasha Banks. Um, first main roster women's main event, Sasha Banks. First women's main event, Hell in a Cell, Sasha Banks. First women's ladder match main event, pay-per-view for WWE, Sasha Banks. Here's the problem. How many of those did she win? Jack. All right. Now, going to WrestleMania. She is the first WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. Wins it at a B pay-per-view. Goes into the VA pay-per-view as the champ. Loses there, too. Sasha Banks has been disrespected over and over and over again. We can list a thousand reasons. But if you have anyone, I would even go over Sasha, who should be pissed off at the WWE right now and has the right to pull a revival and walk out or all these people, it's Sasha Banks. Should Sasha Banks leave? I think it's time because WWE has proven over and over and over again that they are not going to invest any major attention promotion or push into Sasha Banks in the long term. I love to hear what you guys got to say about this. All right, so that was Sean. You guys heard him in his... uh, (laughs) Disrespect. Disrespectful, and he's walking around probably eating breakfast. Which is disrespectful. Still disrespectful because he's doing it in like 70-degree, 80-degree weather. Right. So you'll you'll get your... I hope you brought your coat with you. (laughs) But no, he's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. And it's every, not... Every major moment that Sasha Banks has been a part of since she's been on the main roster, she's ended up being a loser. It, it doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't. It doesn't I mean, make... It makes perfect sense if, if he's completely correct in that, you know, saying the WWE is just not interested in investing in her. And that's weird, I guess. It is. It is. I mean, and you know what? I'm going to do some, some little research in it, too, because, I mean... She's easily one of the most marketable stars on the women's brand, on the women's side. Mm-hmm. The fanfare, she does still get a good pop when she's out there. She got the biggest pop when they introduced that first group. Yeah. The women that came up. She yeah. was the one that got the biggest pop. When we were sitting there going back and forth, I said, like, why are the champions coming out first? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like you're just messing it all up. But, yeah, I, I don't get it. You finally get the storyline that you wanted. With Bailey and Sasha, you sit there and you tell everyone. You got them telling everybody on on uh, you know on each brand going to NXT saying they'll challenge anyone for the titles. 
And they get one week. No, they get two days. Two days after the first successful defense. Right. And you lose it to the Iconics, who are now wrestling the Brooklyn Bellas and whoever else Paige has got coming up on Tuesday. <laughs> Which we'll touch base on that later yeah. during the weekend. Yeah. The weekend news. Stay with us for that. But I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You know, with them, with the revival. But she's got legitimate beef with them. There's no plan of action. They'll give it to her to what? Just to appease her for a second and then it's on to the next one. So then the, the, let me correct my statement from earlier just, just a tad bit. It's not that they don't have a plan for all the women. It's just Sasha Banks. It's just the ones that, you know, that they that they will see something in. Yeah, I, I just, and you know, you see the internet trolls already calling it a double standard and shit like that. Fuck that. She's, I want a wrestler who's going to be absolutely passionate about it. They're pissed off that they're not being used. Why? Because this is their job. This is their livelihood. This is their brand. So this goes in. This, this, I think this kind of goes into the ongoing deba- uh, debate between pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Definitely, Sasha Banks fits well into the pro wrestler. Yeah. You know, category. Um, are you trying to tell us that she's not sports entertainment? The reason why she can't seem to catch a break in the WWE. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, Rusev called her out, called her the botch master, be gone on Twitter. I was like, whoa, that's a little bit much. I was like, you better make sure that Lana can uh, actually wrestle before you say some shit like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, and dude, seriously, if you're going to sit there and throw throw some stones at, in your, from your glass house, make sure you're not on the same floor as Shinsuke Nakamura and everybody else that's being buried on, uh, on SmackDown right now. But no, it's good, man. Uh, it, it's it's definitely merits the conversation, especially with. Would we be having this conversation if it was anybody else that was complaining? That's a good question. And that's why, and that's why I think it's positive I mean, for Sasha. I mean, I think we were on the brink of having this conversation with Becky Lynch before she before she turned on on Charlotte. Yeah. I can but that was somebody seeing something in Becky that they could use. That was also somebody seeing, you know, the crowd reaction and kind of reacting to it. But she, you know, so Becky, Becky Lynch has a story about how she was kind of almost cut. Yeah. You know? And Sasha was flourishing during right. her thing in NXT. Now... See, my argument with Becky is, is that from her to get from turning on Charlotte... Because even when she turned, they weren't doing the right thing with her. They were having her turn on the fans and trying to be this heel character. And, and that was like the complete wrong, wrong direction. And it blew up. And it, they, they had a story about this yeah. recently. And they were talking about that. And it's like, she wanted, they're do, they wanted her to do exactly what Sami Zayn did this past Monday. Mm-hmm. And it backfired, but in a surprising way, where they started cheering her on. And now she became the man. Right. Everything led from that. But that's the thing. I believe that after they decided to turn the corner with that, from that point to WrestleMania, that was on Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. She had some creative That was her on social media. (laughs) That was her, you know, those promos. Can you imagine if WWE creative actually took a hold of these people's... No. Absolutely not. And that's why I said it goes to their brand. 
Sasha Banks isn't that type of character. Mm-hmm. She's actually a damn good wrestler. But could she pull off the Becky Lynch story angle as the man? I always like... I think Sasha Banks is a great heel. And that's one thing that she hasn't been pretty much almost the entirety of her time being on the main roster. I mean, they teased it when she was going, you know, when they're... Going when they, back and forth. When they were going to do that thing with um, with Bailey. I think they had a missed opportunity there. Oh, yeah, they had several missed opportunities in that. In that but if they're, if they're long, I can see why, now that we've seen the bigger picture, I can see why in the long run it didn't make sense to put them in that, which is why we got the shitty therapy sessions yeah. and all that stuff. If the plan was to put the inaugural tag team titles on them... See, I don't think I don't think those tag titles were in the picture. There's another story <laughs> that kind of alludes to the fact that the whole tag team title thing was on Sasha and Bailey. Oh, because they put they pumped it up. Yeah, they demanded it. Right. They were on every social media, <laughs> everything, calling them out. And you're right. At, to the credit, it's the women of this generation. Props to everybody that came. The women that are currently in NXT, the women that are currently forefront of Raw and SmackDown, they're the ones leading the evolution of this. They're the ones that led their own pay-per-view. This them past themselves. Year. Them themselves. Not WWE creative. Right. Not WWE, uh, their Instagram or social media team. This was on them. This they pushed for it. Exactly. And the fans loved every minute of it because it's overdue. Nobody wants to see a bra and panties wrestling show anymore those right. days were in the past and we some of us scoffed at it some of us I, I'd be interested to see because Impact Wrestling at, at one point in time their women's division was amazing they still got some good things going on right now but there was a point in time before this was happening here um, where they had like Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and ODB and like all these other women on that side and they were doing, they were having awesome matches, they were having decent storylines, and things like that. I'd be interested to see exactly how they came about doing that there. Mickey James was a part of that as well. Um, <laughs> Mickey, Mickey James! <laughs> um, yeah, she can still wrestle too. Yeah, she can still go. But, you know, so when she was when she was part of that quote-unquote women's evolution, mm-hmm. it, was, it was amazing. So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be interested to hear more about what happened on the back end, partially because a lot of those executives from back then are now working for the WWE in different roles. And we know how that works. Yeah. Take the same old dilapidated storylines, <laughs> recycle, and repeat. <laughs> but it's like, are, are, are they even kind of referring to these people? Did they really acknowledge that that happened? I know there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of acknowledgement there. Um, if you go on Gail's Kim, Gail Kim's Twitter, you know, so she kind of, she's pretty vocal about it. And, you know, a lot of things she's kind of right about. They were kind of doing this maybe three or four years before it started happening in WWE. Now let me ask you a question because it's been it's been on my mind, okay. especially Sasha Banks. Is this a question of a Kofi situation, where we had that deep conversation about a person of color holding that belt for a prolonged time? She's been champion, mm-hmm. so she's been given that opportunity, but the way that they were back and forth, the way that she's getting jobbed, these bad storylines—is it another situation where it's just? It, it may be. I would say if if it continues to go this way, no, oh. then we may have a claim there. We may have a claim. Because we'll have to look at her. We'll have to look at Naomi. We'll have to look at... Well, Naomi's won the damn Battle Royale twice. What did that get her? Did no. she get a title? No. They, they didn't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. They didn't even bring it up that she was the inaugural when she won it last, the year before. Right. 
That was supposed to get her a title shot. Nothing since then. She wasn't even in the conversation. It was the same damn conversation. You know, it's Becky and Charlotte. Charlotte and Becky. Then Asuka came in a conversation. Asuka finally wins the belt. Then Asuka's fighting Mandy Rose. Yeah. See, for me, it's, it's it has more to do with, right now, it has more to do with their favorites. Oh, yeah. Who they want to see, you know what I'm saying, push who they want to see. I don't have a problem with Iconics having a belt. Right me either. Now. Me either right now. Because they're actually, as, but, as but annoying as it is, they're really, they're different. I actually like what they did on SmackDown. They gave them two squats. They gave them a squat yeah, match. The Brooklyn Bucks. But that, but that. Elimination Chamber. That whole thing was hysterical. Yeah. The finishing uh, they, they did to put the, yeah, the first that, couple that, up. That, that, that was whole, pretty good. A, yeah. Across the yeah, I like that too. I, I like the Iconics. So I don't have a problem with them having a belt. It, it, tell, it, it, it It's a piece to a good story. Yeah. I would have been more pissed off if Tamina and Nia won it or Beth and Natalia won it. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, all right, you never you didn't invest any time into these women. Exactly. To give them the title right off the bat. Okay. The Iconics, they've had no, they brought them up in another lazy call up to NXT from NXT up to... Yeah. We saw it last year during the Superstar Shakeup, which we'll see tomorrow and Tuesday. But they but brought they, them up. They, they what plan was there? They be, that was the, the beginning of the fall of Asuka. Asuka just lost her perfect streak to Charlotte mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Then what happens? They come out and they beat Asuka in a match. Right. And then Asuka loses like two or three matches in a row, and then she's rarely used on TV, and then comes back months down the line. Right. So yeah, I, I really feel like the Iconics having the belts is a piece of a great story, but that great story has to involve a very angry Sasha. Oh yeah, a very angry Bailey. Come in, come out. in, yeah, come in, come in and smack, tear some shit up on Tuesday when exactly. they when they're, it's time for them to See, go that's for the belts. Another thing that I ultimately have a problem with in general uh, with the WWE, people lose titles around here and they're not mad. No, they're not angry at all. They showed a, a statistic on ESPN the other day with all the belts. Ten out of the twelve belts that are around got changed WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Ten out of the twelve. That's not including the NXT titles, which we saw uh, Gargano take over. Mm-hmm. Then we saw, well, I mean, we saw, uh, yeah, the, the other two retained. I yeah. think those were the only two that retained. Right. Uh, but everybody else, <laughs> what the. You hit the reset button if, if there was ever a reset button. And I understand the whole, like, okay, we're not doing rematches anymore, which I think also was a great thing, but somebody's got to be mad. Somebody's got to be mad that they're not going to get that automatic so rematch. You'll, you'll hear me over and over refer to a, a moment in time where it was, like, the greatest thing in the world. It was when the Undertaker and Kane were the tag team champions. I forget <laughs> what pay-per-view it was, but they lost the titles. I even got who they lost it to. But the very I'll look next it up, Rob. We're talking. The very next night on Raw. This was like the beginning. Like this is like still like kayfabe Undertaker and Kane, not the um, the American Badass Undertaker. Oh yeah. But it was this was the first time they actually called them the Brothers of Destruction, and it's because the next night on Raw they came out, and they just destroyed everybody. They tried to have a match at the beginning of the show. They came out and interrupted that match, killed everybody. They were in the back. They were they were. In the back, you know, in the back of the locker room, people were afraid. They're scared. Was it was it the Royal Rumble match where they lost the, they won it, but then they lost it to the Dudley Boys? It might have been after Chronic uh, interfered. 
Yeah, that that that, that might have been it. Okay, that was back. Was, shit, it, that was back in two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember. I remember like that raw. Like it came out. Like another match was ha- trying to happen, and you just knew, like, because it was kind of like a squash match. Yeah. Like you knew it was gonna happen. They came right back out and just destroyed everybody. That's what match. I wanted to see. I was like, we sit there and we say no automatic rematch. Well, fu- the WWE became hypocrites because Monday night. Who was out there uh, for an automatic rematch? Mm-hmm. The Revival versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. So what? That only applies for the for the women and not the men? As like, knows? come on. Who knows? At least be consistent with your fucking rules. <laughs> but it's been so many... Since 2001, you say. So, so many years. We could we have got... That's a world you need to go back to. <laughs> I mean, don't overdo it, but... Have them come out and... Ru- rec- when Roman Reigns won, um, lost the title... Who did he lose it to? He lost a title. He lost it against um, Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. He lost that title. And that was a time where, like, his promos were not all that great either. Could you just not put, like, that, that shield muzzle back on him and have him come out and just destroy everybody? Like That would be great. That would have been awesome. Go go to like recently, but as with we, Oscar, yeah, you know, Oscar needs to just come out with that. But dude, that's a, I mean, if we want to talk about Sasha Banks having a legitimate beef, what about Oscar? But that's the same thing. I mean, we can have multiple. What's you know what's what's eating Oscar these days? Right. And then the following week, we can go ahead and. <laughs> well, you see these little tweet, Twitter messages between her, her and um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Time out is over. Not yet. Well, we'll see. Well, you know what? I mean, they would benefit. Oscar should stay on SmackDown. I think Shinsuke would be beneficial to going to Raw. Mm-hmm. The matches alone with Finn, with Seth, that you can have would be instantly better. And you can, if you want to throw a little curveball, I mean, maybe we should save this for later. But it's like I think AJ should go to Raw. I honestly do. It's like I think a- I think you'd have a stacked division with that with that Raw division if you brought AJ and Shinsuke over. Yeah, because you're gonna have to send somebody over to SmackDown. I think Braun goes over there because they're gonna have. As much as I don't want to fucking see it, this Lars Sullivan thing is gonna loom large over everything and watch him headline fucking WrestleMania. The whole Lars, the whole Lars Sullivan. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other situation. (laughs) We'll get into later. I've had a different time. Maybe with Sean is back. That's how, that's part of a bigger conversation. He should be back tomorrow. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Depends on how his flight, you know, if he's jet lagged from, you know, walking the streets of Vegas and still having time for us to record on his podcast. Maybe we'll get another message tomorrow in an email that we have to do- please download this and insert in between your hot takes. But <laughs> we appreciate it. We'll take it. Yeah. But uh, that concludes this portion of this podcast. We will go ahead and please stay tuned for the next we will go ahead and go ahead and talk about several other things that are going on this weekend, especially before the what's being billed as the international superstar shakeup. Oh yeah, which means Pete Dunne, baby, mm-hmm. Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, SmackDown, let's do it. Well, Pete Dunne gets destroyed by Walter, and I mean, in like the David versus Goliath type of thing, and then now he's got to deal with Lars Sullivan. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we hope that you stick around for the next uh, episode. You can follow us on Twitter at We Are the Wise Men and Instagram at Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, that's it. I, I had to double check. We have so many links now, yeah. and now we're officially on Apple. On unofficially, unofficially. Wow. I saw it this morning. 
We're unofficially on Apple. I saw it on Spotify. We're on yeah. Spotify now. On Spotify now. Yeah, we lo- we're going everywhere now. <laughs> we're going to have everybody listening to us. But thank you again, and we'll see you in a couple minutes. Oh.